Yes, I was saying that we must put um, the Genesis 27 in context. Isaac was 40 years old when they brought Rebecca for, for his wife. And Rebecca did not have children for 20 years. So by the time Jacob, Esau and Jacob were born, Isaac was already 60 years. And now Esau was 40 years old when he married. So add that 40 years to Isaac's 60 years when they were born. So you now see that Isaac at this point was a hundred years old, if not more, maybe a little more because um, Esau married and the women didn't begin to trouble them unless they started trouble them from the one. <laughs> okay, so that's how we come to 27 that says, it came to pass when Isaac was old. So that is 100 years minimum. And his eyes were so dim that he could not see that he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, my son. And he answered him, here I am. Then he said, behold, now I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now, therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver, your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me and make me savoring food such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Now, Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son. And Esau went to the field to hunt game and to bring it. So Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make savory food for me, that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Go now to the flock and bring me from there two choice kits of the goats, and I will make savory food from them for your father, such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father that he may eat it and that he may bless you before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, look, so my brother is a hairy man and I'm a smooth skinned man. Perhaps my father will feel me and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him. I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. But his mother said to him, let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go, get them for me. And he went and got them and brought them to his mother. And his mother made savory food, such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the choice clothes of her elder son, Esau, 
which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. She put the skins of the kids of the goods on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. And she gave the savory food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son, Jacob. So he went to his father and said, my father. And he said, here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I'm Esau, your firstborn. I've done just as you told me. Please arise, sit and eat of my game that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, how is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord your God brought it to me. Isaac said to Jacob, please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son is or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, hmm, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. Then he said, are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. He said, bring it near to me and I will eat of my son's game so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him, and he ate, and he brought him wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his clothing, and blessed him and said, surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let peoples serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who bless you. Okay, let us stop there. Um, this, this, story, quote-unquote, tragic for Esau. It's a revelation of consequences of things that we thoughtlessly do. And that's why every Christian needs to be very careful what you do, what you say, particularly in the family. Very prayerful. Choose your words carefully. But it also reveals the advantage of revelation that makes a person to be decisive. Okay, so now, Esau sells his birthright. And how, what did he say when he was selling it? I'm almost dead with hunger. What is the use of this birthright to me? And the Bible says, Esau despised his birthright. Okay. Isaac was traditional. The firstborn should get the blessing. Isaac, that's the culture, that's the tradition. But Rebecca had the revelation. The elder shall serve the younger. 
Now, they didn't tell us whether Rebecca and Isaac ever discussed that revelation. And if they ever did, it certainly did not fly with Isaac. He was determined to do things and set things the way they are. But somebody will say that the president of his experience should have told him that there is a difference between chronology and age and a, a covenant. Because by chronology, Ishmael was his older brother. But by revelation, Isaac was the heir. But that also didn't seem to have registered with him. But so many people might accuse Rebecca that if Isaac, um, if Jacob was sneaky, <laughs> he may have learned it from his mother. Because as soon as Rebecca heard um, Isaac propose to bless Esau with the covenant blessing, you see, even though she was wife, she got onto uh, God faster than anything you can imagine. That's why she, uh, um, within the first 20 years of, of her marriage, she was already on top of the spiritual thing that she came into. And that's a very great thing to say, because a lot of people marry and stay aloof Stay totally aloof. You know, where is their business? Uh, what is my own? It's their family is their business. Rebecca didn't do that. She entered into it. She, she, because she's married, you know, and the book says, a man shall cling to his wife, and the two shall be one. So it is quite important to truly enter if you were really led of the spirit to marry the person you are married to, to enter into it like Rebecca did. And, and she will not allow Isaac to make a mistake. That is the whole point. She would not allow Isaac to make a mistake because she knew immediately the consequences and their, and their experience of what Esau's wives were doing was enough to say to her, mm -mm. some people say, over my dead body, <laughs> because she wasn't alive by the time Jacob came back. And when Jacob, very savvy, said to her, hmm, I don't want a curse, so instead of a blessing, say, let your curse be on me. Well, those who criticize her um, for sleuth, being devious, being cunning, being a, 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 a plotter, you and I, who are beneficiaries of what she did indirectly, 
should be grateful to her that she did not allow Isaac to make a mistake. And sometimes we realize that when God says the man, marry this woman, you may not know why. I always tell people that it takes at least 10 years for you to discover why you married your wife or why you married your husband. At least 10 years. And the moment you discover it, you should be at peace with it. Rebecca, obviously, you know, I'm sure Isaac must have told him. Of course, she, Rebecca met Abraham. So if he didn't hear it from Isaac, he must have heard it from Abraham. You know, because um, um, Abraham must have told her, hey, you're here. You are here as a custodian of this covenant I had, I have with God. Please, please, walk with Isaac, my son, and follow God and worship God so that the blessing will continue as God has promised me. So she took, I'm sorry, she took that commission seriously emboldened by her own personal revelation that the elder shall serve the younger. And she was not going to allow it to happen for Esau to get the blessing. So she plotted with uh, um, Jacob to supplant Esau for the blessing. And she had absolutely no qualms about doing it. Now, somebody might then stop and ask, how could God side with them? You know, we're not the judge. The judge is in heaven. But we can say that Isa had already given up the birthright anyway. So what does anybody uh, 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 want to do? You know, you can't give up the birthright uh, uh, and take it back again. And Jacob actually said to him, swear to me, swear to me. You know that Jacob, swear to me. And the Bible said he swore to him, can have the birthright. Oh, okay. So that set the stage for everything. So let the judge decide uh, uh, that, you know. But somebody said, could she have done it better? Oh, yes, she could have done it better. Could have gone to pray and God, and God will have, giving the same revelation to Isaac that he gave to her. You know, that's one way. And then Isaac um, would have blessed Jacob anyway. Esau was always gone anyway, you know, hunting, you know. So there was ample room to bless Jacob without Esau knowing. So, but Jacob and Isaac didn't get the revelation. And this is the whole point you make to couples. Who is getting the revelation in this place? So if, if it's your spouse that is getting revelation, then be humble enough, I, whether it's the man or the woman, be humble enough to listen to them. You know, 
So who is, who is getting the revelation in this house? If you're not getting it, then follow. Don't argue from your head. You know, don't debate from your head. The spiritual is always before the natural. It is not a matter of logic. It is a matter of the spirit. However, if you're the one getting the revelation, don't force your revelation on people because that's how they will reject it. So getting the revelation, you should patiently wait because as God confirms them, like one, one lady said to me, said to me, <clears throat> you see this, my husband, I will tell him what I, I received and then he will turn it down. Then he will go and do his own and the whole thing will fall on his head. And then I will tell him, I told you so. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard me tell this story before. So I said to her, please, if you want him to be listening to you, don't be telling him, I told you so. She said to me, but I told him so. I, why shouldn't I tell him that I told him so? I said, because if you keep telling him, I told you so, he may never listen to you because that's part of the male ego. You know, let it fall on his head. He's already hurting the fact that it fell on his head. Okay. If you didn't tell him, I told you so, just keep quiet. He would be the one to come back and say, you know, you told me that thing. You know? uh -huh. let, let it happen that way. You know, you told me that thing. You know? And then the next time, you didn't tell him, I told you so. Then he comes back, you know, you told me that thing. You know? He told me. After some time now, he'll be the one coming to say, did you get anything? Aha. So you have now positioned that gift to be a blessing to the family. You know. Not um, um, one fellow. Who, who was the fellow that said to me? Uh, okay, no, this one was in church. <laughs> a guy came to me and said, do you know that God is using me to guide the pastor? I said, ah. so we were in church one day, we were sitting down, and uh, he, he got up and, uh, to prophesy, my servant, my servant, you know, you should call a, a, a fast of three days and do so and so. Hey, I quickly took my pen, I wrote a note to the pastor, and said to him, <laughs> I said, if you have revelation for the pastor, go and tell him in the office, don't come and blackmail him in church. You know, so, so a, a, a gift is not to control people. It is to assist the family do the will of God. So if you are the man getting the gift, don't go and be saying, ah, my wife, he doesn't, he doesn't get anything. You know, it's what I'm getting that you're using. <laughs> or the woman getting the revelation, going around saying, ah, my husband, he doesn't know any spiritual thing. No. Because that will introduce carnality to the gift. And this, and then the gift will not be a blessing again. It will not be a blessing again. Because the people will reject it. Anyway, I don't know how um, Rebecca handled that her gift. But obviously, Isaac did not. If, if she ever told Rebecca, um, Isaac, Isaac didn't receive it. 
And this is why this, this plot became her only way to prevent tragedy from overtaking the covenant. Does the end justify the means? No, we are not God. No. But I always say to believers, this is the level of their revelation knowledge of God. You know, so if you and I today, see, with all the Bible that we have reading and studying, the ways to work with God, go and do such a thing. Ah, we can bring the house down on our heads because now there is a lot more knowledge. You know, there was no Bible. There was no mosaic law. Jesus had not come to set things right. So Rebecca, she knew, she did the best she knew how. So we see her determined. And that's why sometimes when, when you knew exactly where God was leading, you know, you have to let your spouse know. Like when I broke up with my supervisor while we were in America, I told my wife three times this night, you know, the Lord told me to break with my supervisor. And then we worked out the strategy to buy him a Christmas present because it was Christmas time. And I told her, I said, I'll tell him next year, we'll just give him a Christmas present. And that's what we did, you know. So you get a revelation, you share it because the family is going to be blessed by it. Let us use the gifts we have the way we should so that God may be glorified in the end. Amen. Amen.